0: We're starting the next mimer in the Hemshech. And as we know, this is a this is a Hemshech, so we're just continuing the theme as though as though we have are in the middle of one Mimer. Um, as I've told you now several times, the way it works with the Hemshech is that he ends off. He ends off the Mimer, the last Mimer. With something dealing with the parasha or the, or the special zman, and then he begins the next, part, the next maimer again with a few lines connecting it to this particular time, and then he uh, goes into this the idea. How does he go into it? If you look four lines down into the maimer, right, we are on page Lamed Ches from the old books. I don't know what we are in the new books. What's the new books? What's the new books? What page? Nunches. What? Nun so it says like this, you see it, about five lines down. To understand this, we have to first explain what, by pre- prefacing it with what we're describing above. With the four things that we're talking about that are mentioned with regards to Krishma Shalomita. These are the four pagams. these are the four blemishes, neged which correspond to the four letters of the Shemavaya. Now, what he usually does at this point is he makes a little bit of a sikum, right? In a few sentences, what exactly are we talking about? Get us back into speed, and then jumps into the next topic. It says like this: right, that's what we've been discussing. Behedra, the Namely, what are we talking about? We're not talking about actually Krishna, as we've been ta- saying. It's not that w- th- what we're referring to. What are we referring to? We are referring to the avoid of Krishma. What is the avoda of Kriyashma? The of Right, that we should... Establish in our souls this idea of the yichud of havaya echad. How there's a ray of Hashem in the world, which is giving life to the world. That's the main point. And that the world should not be taking a place by you, meaning that the world is not the main event. But we know that what the main event is is that the novado. There's nothing else except for Hashem. That's the main event. That's what we realize is happening. and the world cannot be the Iker at all. and in particular Davaya Namely, the world is bottled Metzias Lagamrei. Ubehedra and without this avoidah, Without as In other words, if a person is not going to focus on this, if a person is not going to spend his time meditating on Enod Novado, that there's nothing else here except for Hashem, that Hashem is creating everything, every single second, so then for sure the world is going to be the main event by me. It's a no-brainer. You can't have it any other way. Yes? Then the world is going to become the Iker. And that's why, right? That's why there's so much involvement in the world by most people. Why? Because they're not meditating on this, they're not seeing the embers. And therefore, the world is what is captivating their lives. That's what it means that they pogim in a letter yud. Shehu bechinas the dechachma, which is the ayin of chachma, demayse brishis bechinas a bitul, namely the concept of bitul va al zehu skila. What is the ayinish? The ayinish is getting stoned. She nas elibo keevin ve'enokli klale elokus. Namely, what is the what is the punishment? That his heart becomes like a stone, which means what? He doesn't have an excitement in yiddishkeit. That's what it means. It means that he's not interested in going to a Hasidic Seder. He's not interested in learning Gemara. This is the symptom of the disease. The disease is that, what? The disease is that he is not focusing on the Eibishter. He's focusing on the world. How does it manifest? It manifests through the idea that I am not so excited about Yiddishkeit. I'm not so excited about learning. I'm not so excited about davening. I'm not so excited about these things right that is the symptom to the disease that's how come i have to fix this disease how do i fix the disease i fix the disease every night when i say kreishma Shalamita and i start to change the way i'm looking at the world i put a mind an, an idea of hasidus in my mind and i daven in the morning right i meditate on hashem i meditate on this whole this we, he now just gave us an incomplete meditation of what a person can do every single day right yes Shkia. yeah. Teared tirda, up, but tear us up. But the, the the involvement of the troubles, Shkia means the idea of being sunken in. We had that. We had that word like a lot of times in the last. Year. I think it was more like two hundred. But I, but I'll let you go. Got to do chazara shalom, right? an hour and a half every night let's go everyone has to know this mimer by heart that by the way if you if you learn the last Lachem" by heart it would be a not a bad thing it would be something this, this is what we're saying this is it changes the person's uh changes the person's life right as opposed to making the world into the Matthias, it makes it into the matias that's that's how to do it. You you learn the Mimer, you understand it. You had a whole section of Haskalah in the Mimer, you had a whole section of a in the Mimer, you have everything in that Mimur. It's like, very infrequent that you have both in a Mimer. Right, like that, so spread out. Okay, let's go weiter. Okay, so we finished with the Indian of making a pagam in the Chachmad, Pagam in the letter Yud, right? That comes from that comes from the idea of the messing up of the avoda of Krishma. now let's go to the second one so what's the second one right okay now we're talking about bitul again obviously we're not talking about not putting on filling right if someone is sitting there and saying this part of Krishma. Right? If someone is sitting there, going and saying this part of Kriyushma, right, with all the zones, and he has his hat and jacket on, and he's banging his chest, and everything like that, so we can assume that he probably put on tefillin that day. That's not his issue. So obviously we are not talking about the Maisa of tefillin. We're talking about the Avodah of tefillin. So we have to understand, what is the Avodah of tefillin? So let's go. The point is as follows. So what's the Hei Rishonah? We know what the Hei Rishonah stands for. Which is what? Bina. Bina. Right. So we said before, Chachma, Chachma is the of Right? The oneness. So what's Bina? So he says, Okay. Uh, we understand the concept of Bina. What's the concept of Bina? The concept of Bina is breaking things into details. Right? I, I told you um, before my analogy of this from football, but it's a good time to talk about it because, right, this is the end of the football season and people are probably going to want to have a taiva to watch a football game instead of sitting and learning Gemara and Hasidus on Sunday. So... So I'll give you the football game now, and then you don't have to do it. You can learn it in the Hasidic class, and you can spend your time more wisely and not spend your time wasted. I told you, right, once upon a time, the mashal of two people that are sitting there by the Super Bowl party. One person doesn't know anything about football, but he wants to go to the Super Bowl party. It's normal, you know? So that's what people in America do. I don't know what people in Argentina do, or Uruguay. They probably go and watch the World Cup uh, final party, especially when Argentina's in it. But, but the bottom line is in America, it's become a culture. So what do they do? People have like, uh, you know, they have uh, heroes and sandwiches and chips and beer and, 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 and cookies that's... and all different types of things. This is just uh, understanding what other people do, not what we do, right? And, and what happens? You have two people watching this huge screen TV that's jumping out at you. And all of a sudden, one team gets to the end zone, and everyone jumps up and claps, and uh, yeah, rah, rah, ha Now, two people sitting next to each other are both clapping, both happy, both excited. One person really doesn't know anything about the game. They just know that like, the, the objective is to score a touchdown, and that's it. And that's, that's his whole experience in life, right? Scoring this touchdown, I mean, that's his whole experience with regards to football. That's all he knows. Okay, he scored a touchdown, so he's happy. The other guy... He grew up playing football, and he understands every detail about the game, and he understands why the offense would do this and why the defense would do this and why the, the defense is blitzing in this thing and why the offense offset it and then the running back picked up the linebacker and, and 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 he knows, understands why they threw this type of play and that type of play and he's the type of guy that, you know, he has season tickets through the, to the games and he watches and he specifically understands why the coach would say this and the coach would say that and he understands why this player and not that player and why this and he knows all the details, Right? When he's watching this game and they score a touchdown and he jumps up and he's all excited, he's watching a different game than the guy next to him. They both saw the same game, but they're watching two different games. He understands every detail of what's going on here. As a matter of fact, he'd like to make it his profession to become a coach, right? And he's trying to become a coach, right? They're watching two different things. So the excitement of the informed the informed what? The informed watcher? The informed party-goer? The informed person, right? So his experience is completely different. Because of all the details that he understands in this game, he has now made football his life. The first guy, he's there for the, for the, for the sub-sandwich. Sub And for the beer and for the companionship and it's like a fun time and like it could care less Uh, okay this team won okay that team won oh you know uh, the main thing is he's there to you know hang out with his friends the other guy the informed participant (coughs) is mamish his whole life is his game and he's become it's become manifest in him like it's his whole matzias and he understands every single detail and he's jumping up how can it be that that the ref didn't call this, and how could it be that the coach didn't, you know, do this type of play? Well, ridiculous, you know. Uh, he's all, he's like interacting with the screen. He's like all, he gets all emotional, and he goes, oh, gets angry, he gets happy, he gets. Uh. Where's that coming from? Well, it's coming from the fact that he understands all the details, and he's thinking about the details, and therefore, <clears throat> it's become part of him. This is the idea of bina. Bina is all about taking whatever topic you're talking about. Obviously, in this case, we were talking about uh, not a holy topic, but obviously it applies to a holy topic, right? Topic, and breaking it down. So the Mitlere Rebbe explains in Shar Yuchud in the first chapter, it's like a river. That's what it means. It's called Iyun, like we have Iyun in Gemara Seder and Girsa in Gemara, right? There's concept of Iyun. What's Iyun? Even means that you're looking at something deeply. So you look at it in three different ways, basically. You have something called oimek, the depth. You have something called the reichev, the width. And you have something called aruch, which means the length. Now, what does this mean? Let's take Einstein as an example. We like to use him as an example. Einstein understands (coughs) the oimek of science of physics, let's say. And he understands it in such a deep way, right, omik means depth, right? In such a deep way, like he gets the point. Like, for example, when, when the Rambam started writing Mishnah Torah, right, he didn't just make, go through the Gemara, and, okay, like, let's make a list of all the rules. Of Okay, you have to wake up and, you know, before you go to sleep at night, we say Shema, right? It's the first rule in Chas, right? And you have to do this, and this is what time, from this time to this time, right? That's not how it worked, is a concept of understanding Taira. Understanding Taira means that you're able to break down Taira into an idea. So let's take, for example, a person's learning through a Gemara, and he has a Sugya. The Sugya lasts a page, let's say. There is a nikuda in this sukkah. What is the point of this sukkah that we're learning, right? In other words, we're right now learning in sukkah. We're learning about the idea of the smallest, right? The smallest uh, uh, sukkah. The smallest sukkah. How how tall is it? What is the concept of ten tfakhim? right? That that's the limit. There's an idea of. There's one point here that everything revolves around. If you're really smart then you could take from Mishnah to Mishnah, it's really discussing one theme. And you could put that one theme in one line. If you're even smarter, you could take every parik of Gemara and you could write, this is the theme of this parik, and put it in one line. If you're even smarter, you could take an entire mesechta and basically say, everything in this mesechta deals with this theme, or everything in this seder, Of Gemara's deals with this theme, and you could—the deeper you go, you could understand that it's all revolving around one point. But you have to really understand what's going on. So the Rebbe, for example, he would say over sichas to us, and he was saying little pieces of a mosaic. You know what a mosaic is, right? Tiles that make up a picture. If he would come out with the one Nakuda of what is it about, no one would understand what he's talking about. they think he understands, but you wouldn't understand the depth. So what does he do? He brings you a, a blue tile here, and a red tile here, and a yellow tile there, and little by little, as you learn through many sikhas of the Rebbe, you will understand the whole way that this, the Rebbe is looking at Torah, or you won't really understand the way he understands, but you'll get more of a clue. You will see that, Right? That this is the picture that he's painting. But if he would come out straight and say, okay, this is the Nakuta, the whole Torah is based on this point, you wouldn't understand what he's talking about. So he tries to bring out a, a chip, another, another tile, another tile, another tile, another tile, another tile. And little by little, as you learn more and more and more sikhas, you're basically getting this big mosaic that you're understanding what is the picture here that we're trying to portray. Kapish, you get it? That's called the oymek, the depths. If you could get that point. So I could probably say that Einstein understood the point of science, the point of physics. Like you could break it down into one nakuda. Now, if you really are smart and really get that, the deeper a river is, like let's say that we're going to actually a physical river. Let's go to the Delaware water gap, right? If you have a river that's only, let's say, six inches deep, it's not going to be very wide. But if you have a, div- a river that's a hundred feet deep, for example, a hundred feet deep, right? It's going to be very wide. Similarly here, if you understand the depths of, of a point, you're going to be able to see that Nakuda in everything. So Einstein, we could say that Einstein would understand that point of science in every topic. He can see it in this, and he can see it in this, and he can see it in this. He can understand how this is how a a rocket ship works, and this is how a nuclear bomb works, and this is how, uh, you know, a a railroad works, and this is how uh, you know, if I mix an orange juice and vodka, this is how a screwdriver works. Whatever. In other words, the point being what? The point being that he's able to see because of the depth. So let's take a look at the Rebbe. The Rebbe is able to understand the point of Torah in everything in life. And he was able to see it in every single thing. That's called the reichem. That's called the width of something. What about the length of something? The length of something is now how far away are you going from the source from which it came? So let's talk about the Mississippi River. The Mississippi River, which grows, you know, which flows from the top of north of the United States all the way down to the south, right, the Mississippi delta right in mississippi right so it starts off in a, with in little uh, creeks or whatever it starts off with a little a mayan a, a, a wellspring that's shooting up from the ground but it's very small and we travel a thousand whatever it is two thousand miles right from that place all the way until it gets to the final mockum that it flows into the gulf of mexico the point is the same idea here. Let's say now, we'll go back to our Einstein example, and now he wants to teach a bunch of 12-year-olds about science. Now, obviously, he's not going to explain it the way he understands it. That wouldn't work. So what does he do? He has to give you a muscle and another muscle, and he gives you, and he explains it on the level of a 12-year-old. That's called the oirech, the length of something, that you're able to explain it out To a person that is not in the know, so to speak. But you're moving further away, but it's still attached to the source where it came from. This is the idea of Bina. So you take that concept, whatever concept that you had in Chachma, right? And now you start to break it and subdivide it and subdivide that and subdivide that until you have it in so many little pieces, right? And you're able to see it from so many different angles that it becomes a part of you. Like, I wasn't one of these types of kids, but a lot of my friends, right, they'd buy a toy when they were younger, and the first thing they want to do is they want to take it apart, right? It's just, it's a natural thing that a lot of kids have, that they want to take it apart. And when they take it apart, now all of a sudden they have 15,000 pieces on their living room floor, right? And now they want to put it back together again, right? Why? Because they want to understand how it works, they want to understand. They, they, they and, and when when they break it into all these little pieces, now they can figure out how this thing works. They get the details, right? So it's like a person that's like really into cars. Like he wants to take apart. Like this one of our people on Mitzrayim. You know, he's telling us how with each of his sons, he bought them a, a, a cheap, you know, seven hundred dollar car. You know, and, they, and he helped them to restore the whole thing and put the whole thing together back together and make a whole. You know, then build, rebuild the car. Like that was his project. You know, he's trying to convince my son that this is what he should do with his money, that he should buy a car and who, and he'll help him rebuild this car. And put in the, there's people that have that, that. That's that's called taking all the pieces, taking it apart, putting it together, putting this and this, the carburetor and this and I don't know what the name of all the parts are. But right, in other words, but that's it. So that is bina. That's what that's Chabad Chasid is based on Bina. The idea is that when you have Bina and you break it in, it becomes a part of you, and then you can become emotionally affected by it. Just like our original muscle of the guy watching the Super Bowl. The guy that's watching the Super Bowl, when they score a touchdown and he understands all the details, he's very emotional. He's very emotional when the coach. Uh, you know, has a, this type of play and not that type of play. He's very emotional. Why is he very emotional? It's happening on the TV. What is he? You know, uh, you know, he's not getting a salary from the team. What makes him so emotional about? It? Because he understands it so well? It's become a part of him. That's the idea of his baineness. His bindiness is you take a godly idea and you break it down into so many details in such a way. That I understand what's going on, and now it becomes a part of me. That's the concept of bina. You see how it's opposite of chachma. Chachma is—it's one concept, it's one idea. Like it's like the idea of Bithl, like we said before. Of course, it's ainu but Bittul—the idea, right? Isn't Here, the idea of his bina is 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 the opposite of that. I want the details. I want to understand every little part. I want to. And you take that mimer from before, the Mimer of the that we did, and now you start thinking about it, and you break it down, all the details, the way that Rebbe brought it out, in terms of the Haskalah, in terms of the Avoidah, it becomes a part of you. It becomes a different Mitzvah. So that's the idea here. Okay, so now let's read inside. Now that you have the background of what it be is Bina. Ba'inyin hu. Dihini is the idea of Bina. This is the idea of Hasaga means trying to reach intellectually towards something. This is the idea of meditating. right? With the length, meaning that you bring it out even into a way that even a child could understand. This is one of the ways that people say is a good idea of how to do his Hisbaininus. Like imagine that you were giving a shir in Hasidus to a bunch of college guys that don't know Hasidus. How would you explain these parts, right? In other words, how, how do you explain it to them? You can't just use terms. A lot of times we hide behind terms. We bring out terms uh, of Chassidus, and we don't even really understand what they are. How do you know that you don't understand? Because try to explain to a person that don't, doesn't know these terms without using terms, right? Try to explain it in your own words. Vereichev, right? Vereichev, how it applies to all these different areas in life. <laughs> Until you're able to grasp the idea in a very good way. V'yudfas. Yudfas means to really hold on to it. Viyuklat, Also a different word of fixing it in you. This godly light. Through an extensive meditation. Here, Meditation here means not um, a, a meditation of like emptying your mind, but a meditation of focusing on the idea and really going into the details that we were explaining before. And this, great grasping, this good grasping of the greatness of Hashem. So what happens is, like I showed you before, that when a person starts doing these types of meditation and he really spends his time on it, so what's gonna happen is that he begins to get excited. Here he uses the example of an Ava, like a Rishbe'esh, like a burning flyer, with such a strength. This guy that's watching the Super Bowl, the first guy that was, on, that was there just for the party, he's not getting so excited. Okay, you know, they missed the pass. Okay, there, the, there was a penalty on the play. Okay, you know, the other team, you know, did this or whatever. It's like, okay, who cares, you know, whatever. It's just a stupid game that, that's, on the, uh, that's on the TV. You know, who really cares? It's irrelevant. But yeah, it would be nice if the you know if the blue team won, or as opposed to the red team, or whatever. You know, like, but like, what's the difference? You know, the second guy, his whole mitsias is involved. His whole mitsias is involved. He's screaming at the screen. You ever see guys that do that? Like they're screaming at the television screen. Like what in the world? Like what are you screaming at the television screen? What a, you know? What a lunatic, right? But this is but this is what it is because it becomes as he is living it. That's called a, a burning fire. He's living the concept. He's living what's going on. He knows the details. He's got it. He's living the experience. So when a person does a real his bonus on uh, on the greatness of Hashem, what happens is that it turns on his emotions. It's supposed to turn on his emotions like and the more he understands it, the more he gets it, the more he like realizes what's going on, the more excited he gets, the more burning he gets. Beast lavas with the flames like going up, la lukus. bina dafka. This is dafka in bina. the bina who The idea of bina is this idea of, of this tremendous love. Right? It's supposed to bring out the burning fire. Right, because why? The chachma who is bital dafka. Chachma is dafka, the idea of not the self. In other words, if you were to bring out the two points, chachma is the idea of ayin. Bina is the idea of yesh. That's the difference. Again, Chachmah is the idea of a of, of ayin of not. It's not me. It's not about me. Right? Bina is it has it's becoming me. This is my mission. This is my job. This is my experience. This is my way of looking at things. right? That's why one of the main things in Torah is that you have to understand it. Why do you have to understand it? It's God's Torah. No, it has to become your Torah. It has to become your understanding. You have to understand it according to your mind. That's why the Psak is according to the Rav. The Rav says a Psak. Why does the rab say psak? Isn't it a clear thing? No, the rab has to understand it according to his mind. It's his thing, right? He understands it. Obviously, he's trying to get what Hashem wants. That's the whole point. But it has to be according to his brain. It, it's the way he understands Taira. That's the concept. So that's not Chachmah. Chachma is Bittu. Blishum is Chachma is expressed not by an excitement, not by a, a warmth, not by a, a you know, burning fire, right? Because it's just doing what needs to be done. It's idea bitl, because he's, he's not able to understand it. It's above his understanding. This is the idea of ayin, the idea of that nothingness. Right, and over there, the idea is just to experience the or That's the union of bittul. That's the union of ayin. That's the union of chachma that is the opposite that's a, uh, an excitement a burning fire it's about him it's like he understands it. it's his, his get it becomes his mitzias. that's the concept of yes yes good alright let's stop here we'll continue uh, tomorrow please go over it